Hello, friends. Guess what I forgot to do? That's right. Record an ad with Amalia while we did this episode. Uh, that's why I'm gonna do it now. You get to have fun later when you get to hear me actually in real time remember that I was supposed to have done an ad and didn't do that. So, uh, right now though, this episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title, A Letter to Three Witches by Elizabeth Bass. Um, I talked to Brendan about it last week. So you are familiar with the concept, but in case you happen to have missed last week's episode, let me run through it again. It's Practical Magic meets Bewitched. Um, It's a family of witches that have been banned from using magic, and they're trying to find love and live in a problem-free, sleepy college town. Um, There are enchanted cupcakes, there's sleuthing, there's magical snitches, not the Harry Potter kind, in case you're wondering, it's definitely the get stitches variety. Uh, There are scientists and spells and all the good romance things that you and I love. Um, It's really, really cool. We are living in the golden age of rom-coms, and you know your girl loves some magic, so get on it. One more time, this episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title, A Letter to Three Witches by Elizabeth Bass, which you can get right now, wherever books are sold. Link in the description below. And of course, you can always find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. Alrighty, now onto the show! introduce the podcast don't i yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are oh, the shit. host oh for better or worse hi welcome to the kindred thirst podcast my name is abigail kelly i'm with amalia dillon hello everyone i am amalia dillon i have been She's here back. before yeah once or twice once or twice i hope that you know by now that i am an author of many books yeah one or two <laughs> I I <laughs> seconds before recording I asked Molly if she'd ever read a book and <laughs> honestly like it's the running joke in the bookshop is that whenever anybody asks us where a book is or something all of the booksellers just look at the customer and go I don't know I'm a literate <laughs> I've never read a book actually oh man yeah but I work in a bookshop full of jokers and mean people <laughs> Oh boy, how you doing this morning? I'm doing. I guess it's afternoon for you. No, it's only ten. Ten. Oh. Ten in the a.m. Why are we doing this in the morning? I don't know. I when you said ten o'clock, I was like, all right. <laughs> you said ten o'clock. I, I was like, sure. Between ten and three thirty, I think. that's okay. All right, fair enough. I I didn't think it through for whatever reason. I thought like. And this is like when I scheduled Adele Buck for like her interview was like at I guess ten her time, but I forgot she was on the East Coast, <laughs> which is so I had yeah, to do that interview at really seven. early, yeah. <laughs> and I actually had to look nice for that one because I'd never met her before. But for you, I can look like a grungy little lad who just rolled out of bed. You sure can anytime. Yeah, yeah. no judgment. Here's a mess. I got my utter mug. Um. You see, he's got udders. I see. Yeah. That's awesome. I got it out of Cracker Barrel. That's <laughs> really on brand for Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'd never been to a Cracker Barrel before. And it was on a road trip. And I remember I went and I was like, oh, you guys have a 
why do you guys have a gift shop? You're a restaurant. Uh-huh. And then I saw the Utter Mug and I was like, oh, I get it now. Uh-huh. Yup. Have you ever gotten anything good from a Cracker Barrel? No. I mean, we got... Besides The only time we would stop there is if we were, like, on a road trip, like, going yeah. somewhere, like, multiple nights, whatever. And so, like, then you would go to the gift shop and look for, like, stuff to do in the car, right? Mm. So, like, I think I got, like, a set of, like, those, like, wooden pin tic-tac-toe. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, that yeah. kind of a thing. Like, the old-timey, like, yeah. um, bridge thing. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say... Yeah. That it's something, it was something good, but oh. it kept me entertained. <laughs> it wasn't a highlight. It was just a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I enjoyed my visit to the Cracker Barrel, but I will say um, I don't need to go again. <laughs> I would, you know what? That's a lie. I would go to a Cracker Barrel to go and uh, uh, go to the gift shop, yeah, but I, yeah. I would not. I don't think I Well, that's the no. destination. Is the gift shop? That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. the The real journey is the Cracker Barrels we meet along the way. <laughs> I haven't been to a Cracker Barrel since I was a kid. Like it has been a really long time. I think we went to it. I there was um, summer twenty fifteen. I my mom had a job where she was like road tripping to like visit all these towns and stuff like like constantly so I went and visited her for the summer before I was going to go to art school and um I guess it would have been 2014 actually um and uh we like I just went along with her right because I was staying with her so she was going on these road trips but it was all throughout like the high Nevada desert and Utah Mm -hmm. and Arizona which is unfortunate because Arizona sucks uh I don't have any listeners in Arizona I'm I'm not I'm not scared of you um but uh, also, Arizona is the Kentucky of the West, and we all know that. But we have feelings about states. <laughs> we do. We do. I've been to Arizona, and I did not like it. Bad place. Curse place. Um, but so I went on, like, like I think we did, like, four or five road trips that, that summer. And um, I, think, I think the Cracker Barrel was my – I think it might have been in Arizona. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure, and so I stand by it. Kentucky of the West. All right. I will not challenge your judgment on Arizona, because I will tell you what I know about Arizona. What do you know about Arizona? North Dakotans love it. Well, I mean, (laughs) that tracks. It does. It it does. That's wait. Have you ever been to the West Coast? Um. Yeah. I I have family in California. Oh. Uh, in like they used to live in the Bay Area. Now they live. Yeah. Some of them still in the Bay Area. Some of them, not. Um, oh. and I went like, I, but it's been since like, I haven't been there since like 1998. Things have changed. To California. A I did go to since. Portland, Oregon, for a historical oh. novel society conference a few years back now. Oh. I've never, Oregon's the only state on the West Coast that I have not been to. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of hopped right over it. Been to Washington dozens of times, but there's, you know, Oregon, no. There's good food in, in Portland. My, my grandma hates Oregonians so much. <laughs> Why? She hates them. I don't, it's like she drove through there Wait, once and got which heckled. Which part? And she, all of Oregon. <laughs> 
she hates all Oregonians. I discovered this at Thanksgiving. And I was like, this is a it's facet amazing. of you I've never heard of. And I need to dig deeper. Can we can we can you speak on that, please? Um I can't say I've never been there. I do know that they got a lot of neo Nazis, which yeah, sucks. It does, but suck. that's what happens yeah. when you you know try and establish a slave state on the west coast. Yeah, right uh, before I went, the the year that I went, right before there was that that killing or shooting or something on like the subway, something that was tied to neo Nazis, yeah. and I was like, a lot of those. God damn it! Like. <laughs> everything's good don't worry about it everything's fine Uh, i'm sure that's a problem that has been solved uh (laughs) yeah it's been sure yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so amalia yeah yeah do you know why we're here today i don't you have kept me in suspense so pretty much i i this is not going to be like the most dedicated episode. Okay. I just it's going to be very chill. Right. We're just going to chit-chat. Mostly because I read this book several weeks ago and that it's a little fuzzy. Okay. Um like I remember it but also like I can't do a beat by beat mm-hmm. breakdown and I didn't feel like reading it again cuz I've been very busy. Legit, legit. Um but I did want to talk about it. I also want to talk about something that I I it really a question it raised for me after I was I was I read it and was thinking about it um, last night as I was painting. Hot um, and I, well, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, I, I what, what do I, what's my like main complaint about this book? Mm-hmm. And also, why does it not bother me that much mm. when in other stuff it can get very tiring? Mm. So, all of that to say, do you remember when we recorded your last episode, which, believe it or not, was like, Eight weeks ago or some crazy uh, shit I like literally that. just bought the book from that episode. Oh, yeah, you just did? came you yesterday. Yeah. Oh, choice. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. You're going to love it. I, you're going to dig it. I think the secondhand embarrassment is going to kill you a little, but, like, you're going to love it. Uh, so, yeah, I remember. That was, it was Dangerous Talents by Frankie Roberts, right? That sounds right. I, I don't yeah, I should have brought something. the book with me to this wow. nook but i didn't sorry alas yeah. it's fine uh i but that one was we talked about uh it was like a i guess time slip but also like a portal yeah. fantasy mm-hmm. um where a woman from our worlds basically falls into an alternate sort of norse yeah um world yeah. um and I, I really like that book. But the, the conceit of that episode was I was going through past Abigail's Kindle purchases. Yep, yeah. And yep. Abigail of 2013 and 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, what the hell was I into? Turns out it was a lot of Viking stuff, mm-hmm. which tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I found a book that I mysteriously just didn't read i knew nothing about it i bought it and then i guess just never touched it Hmm. and that book if you recall i read the synopsis for while we were recording the episode oh yeah refresh my memory now yes hold on let me pull it up it was shadow's edge a night prowler novel by jt guessinger i'm gonna say it's guessinger it could be jessinger but i'm just gonna go with guessinger um and uh it's a 
to explain <laughs> this one. Uh, it is technically a shifter book about a... Um, I don't know, like, if I read any of this, I don't think you it will jog your memory because there's literally so much going on. <laughs> but it, it takes place sort of in England uh-huh. um, about these, like, this ancient race of cat people. Okay. Is that ringing any bells? <laughs> that, no, but <laughs> an ancient race of cat people, I'm, I could get on board with that. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the deal. <laughs> I, I... I decided to read this book because I was like, past Abigail, what the hell? And then I read the synopsis on on um, the episode and I was like, well, now I have to read mm-hmm. it. And I was actually surprised by how much I liked it. Okay. Not to say that, like, it, I mean, it has all, it has a recipe for everything that I like. But the, the synopsis was, oh, it was difficult. It was a difficult thing <laughs> because it sounded like, um, essentially, there was a race of cat people who also were British aristocracy, what? who also were descended from Egyptian what? cat people, and also there was this girl who has lived in secret her whole life, but was also a cat people, and her fated mate was like the king of the cat people, and that was the this story. This has some super Chloe King vibes. Did you ever read Chloe no, King? Chloe no. King, I feel like she's a cat person or something. Cat people, something. We all knew a cat people in, in the <laughs> elementary school it years. A, I think this was a YA book, like the Secret Life of Chloe King or something. Like it was a, hmm. it was they made it like into a show. Huh. It like it. It's out there. Okay. Well, I don't. Cat people are common. I would say. Like, they're not, like, technically they're cat shifters, but it's way more complicated than that. Because there's, like, many layers to this mythos. Okay. And I I went into it thinking it was going to be kind of like side changeling, like, where they are people who shift into leopards and what all, mm-hmm, right? And that's mm-hmm, kind of it. Mm-hmm. Man, there was, like, so much happening <laughs> in this book. Like, the, the prose was really good. I really liked the characters. The... World building was kind of wild, kind of buckshot. Yeah. Honestly, it was like just kind of scat. Like it all had an impact, but it was a scattered array yeah. of just wild shit. And like I said, you know, I got the impression that it was like British aristocracy meets like cat people, and I was right because the 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 like conceit is that at one point there was cat peoples called the Akati. Like, all over the world. And they are, like, just cat peoples. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. They're cat peoples who can do, like, some magic or what? something. Like, what do and... you mean? But what do you mean by cat peoples? Like, I feel like I need to, like, are they people, like, did they have cat ears? Did they change no, into they, cats? No, they can, like, change into okay. cats, but mostly the super powerful ones just change into mist. What? So, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, it's not as easy as that. They change Like, if you're powerful mist. enough, you just, like, you skip right past cat and go right to mist, which I didn't know was the, like, next evolution of cat. <laughs> Someone tell the Pokemans. <laughs> Person, cat, mist. <laughs> of course. Of course. In the side changeling books, Lucas Hunter just hasn't tried hard enough when he shifts. He, he could turn into mist if he wanted to. Uh, okay. All right. That feels like vampiric. Like, vamp, like man, thing. bat, shadow. 
Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm not I guess. sure why cats would go for to mist, but you know, whatever. Everybody's uh, got their own but- evolution. The, the, like, subtext here is that they are descended from, like, ancient Egyptian god people. And then, okay, all right. Okay, yeah. right, okay. So, <laughs> can we just put a pin in yeah. that and then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll come back to yeah. it? Okay, so in the now, <laughs> in the now space... They are, yeah. Amalia, keep it together. In the now space, they are British aristocracy. How did they get to Britain? They, they, well, well I assume they, all, they, they lived traveled. everywhere. They lived everywhere. Okay, they lived everywhere. Yeah, like they, like, uh, I, that's what's kind of confusing is that we get, we definitely find out later in the book that like they are, there are established like colonies all over the world, uh-huh. or at least there's like, a few big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Dope. I love me and inclusive cat people. <laughs> but I but they're I guess descended from Egyptians. Okay. I all right, I may have that wrong, but that's kind of my read on it. Okay, okay. Um and they have at one point they were hunted almost to extinction. Um, and that's why they stopped being worshipped, I guess. Uh I don't Okay, we're we're gonna move, okay. We're gonna wait, wait. Back. Are what? they? Did they inspire all of the other pantheons of gods? That's who's to say? I don't because know. Like I could get on. I could get on board with that. Like I don't. I don't think it's implausible. I think that's kind of the suggestion. Like, implication. The suggestion. Yeah, is that like mm. they are they are the supernatural race and that they have like kind of inspired okay. all these all things. Right, okay. And that there is another faction somewhere that is hunting them down and has been hunting them down for thousands of years now and initially almost wiped them out. Mm. Um and so now they live in secret and they live in these colonies and one of those colonies is in England. Okay. Okay. And but they have it's not <laughs> it's not explained how or what impact the fact that, like, they're aristocracy, they're landed gentry in England. They somehow managed to marry into the gentry. And, like, he's a, the dude's a duke. He's a duke. I, I mean, that's not the most unbelievable element of this story for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. fair. Hey, you know what? On me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're gonna have a race of cat people who are descended, I guess cat from... people like didn't bother me as much as these <laughs> ancient Egyptian, whatever. Yeah. Then, then yeah. okay, like get you some Duke. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, get you some Duke. I guess. Hmm. Okay, so I was like. I was like, all right, okay, all right. So this is all before we've even gotten to the actual okay, story, right. right? Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, phew. So the actual book opens with this woman who's living in L.A. I'm pretty sure it's L.A. Okay. Um, Southern California. And she is uh, like a, a wine sommelier. Mm-hmm. She's, a, mm-hmm. she's She works at like a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is living with a secret. But she doesn't know what the secret is. <laughs> okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jenna, and she, like, her mom died a while back, and, she and her mom is secretly a cat person. 
Well, she doesn't know that. Right. She has no idea she's a cat. She's on a journey of self-discovery. Well, she's definitely (laughs) on a journey to get that dick. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. Uh, So she's, like, living in secret. She's, like, doing her best to, like, stay completely under the radar. So she, the only thing she's good at is, like, she has a super, super great sense of smell. Naturally, naturally. Who could have foreseen? Uh, So she becomes a wine sommelier. And, um... Of course, she lives alone, and there's all these fun details right at the start where she, like, lives alone, but she has this, like, super, super rich neighbor who, like, has married a dozen times and, like, just, like, buys her really nice steaks and stuff that she eats raw. Um, like, <laughs> it's, like, very okay, fun. all right, okay, all right. Um, and then we just, like, never, that, like, never comes up again <laughs> after, we, after, like, the first couple of chapters, and I was really sad about it because I love this neighbor. Um, but... Uh, so she's living her, her orderly life, but, like, things are kind of spinning a little bit out of control. She's definitely feeling some changes, and she's like, I have been told all my life that, like, people would hunt me down, and, like, things would, this everything's bad, so I gotta, like, stay under the radar. It's very vague. I would be extremely pissed off if my parents left me and were like, by the way, you need to stay hidden because people will hunt you down and tear your throat but they didn't out tell if they find why. you. But I'm not going to tell you why. What? So you don't know what to look out for or who to look out no, for. No, that's terrible. Her parents yeah, suck. Bad. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Well, her dad, her judgment. dad like disappeared when she was like five, and her mom, um, her mom, basically like lost her mind afterwards and like just spiraled into paranoia and despair. Um, and uh, and so it's very very sad, you know, as as happens. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's like at a grocery store, um, and she's getting herself some steaks that she's gonna eat sort of raw mm-hmm, because cat mm-hmm, cat people's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like turns and looks out the window, and there's just like some people in suits standing in the parking lot staring at her, and she has this like meltdown essentially, and she like throws a refrigerator. What? <laughs> Okay, all right, okay. Yeah. In a crowded, in like a crowded grocery store, she like faints and then like forgets about her strength and like throws a refrigerator across the, <laughs> yeah. And it turns out, of course, that's our hero across of the street. Course. They've tracked her down. Of course. Mm-hmm. And his name, his. <laughs> oh, no. I, I struggle. <laughs> I struggle. And the reason I struggle is because in the synopsis, they fucked up, and they put leader before his name. The leader, Leander. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't separate now. Like the the alliteration is like leader Leander. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's leader Leander. Mm-hmm. And so, literally, the whole time I was reading the book, I was like, oh, it's Leander. It's it's leader Leander. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he's like a duke. He's also like a cat people. Uh-huh. And he's been uh, hunting he, for her. He's hunting for her because at they, there is a time where they like passed puberty where if like there's a um if if there are any mixed offspring out there of like cat people and regular peoples, um most of the time they will not be cat people. Uh-huh. Their offspring will not. Uh-huh. But at, like, 26 or whatever is, like, cutoff point for when they can conceivably, if they haven't turned yet, they will. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, 
or like, no, it's the other way around. If they haven't turned yet, they're not going to. So like 26 is the cutoff. So they're watching her to make sure that she doesn't. And she definitely does does and is and has been for a long time. And they've only just recently caught up to her. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now that they know that she's cat people, they have to bring her into the colony and lock her down, essentially, because they can't risk her, you know getting their secret uh-huh. out there i guess um but uh sounds like to deal with that excuse to kidnap well that's here's the deal here's the deal with that is that if she says no they gotta murder her nice. and so leander yep. is mm-hmm. like i would rather not do that because i'm so viscerally attracted to you <laughs> oh my god i'm so hard yep. i'm so yep. horny yep. 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 Except he says it in, like, a British accent, but I'm not going to do right. that. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, just, I came this close to doing it in a Cockney accent, and I just, I saved you all from it. You're welcome. Um, so, honey, gov, now, nah, all right, let's go. Okay. So, here's the deal. I've explained all of that. It's a fun book. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous and wild and she does end up going with them and leander's like i want you to be my mate and she's like no um and she pretty much says no throughout the whole book even after they've done it she's like no and he's like what the fuck is happening um it's actually pretty satisfying Mm -hmm. um but the he's like the leader of these people or whatever the question it brings to mind for me is to spoil it Mm -hmm. Um, it turns out that she is, like, they, the cat people always had a queen. One of the queens was Marie Antoinette. Uh, so, like, throughout Uh history, uh like, powerful women, if you can, like, trace a powerful woman in history, she was probably a a cat queen. Yeah. She was was a cat-y. Um, but, uh, they haven't had one in, like, 400 years. And they considered, like okay, I guess we just don't have queens anymore. So the flip of this is, in absence of a queen, they have become totally patriarchal and women aren't allowed to do anything. Like, all the women are locked down super tight and their excuse is that, like, there's too few of them to, like, let them out. Yeah. Um, They can't risk losing them. That's a trope, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's... And I struggle, but also I'm like okay, whatever, I'm used to it, like, fine. It was an interesting thing to have a major plot point be one of the Akadi women who becomes her friend um, is, like, she she's the first one to discover that Jenna is a queen. Mm-hmm. She It's, like, a literal distinction. She is something different. She smells different. She has, like, different abilities. Of course, she has all of the abilities right, right, right away, right, right? right? Like, she can turn into mist, she can do magic, course, she can do all this stuff. Course. Okay. Um, and and she's the first one to discover that she's she's a queen. And literally the first thing that comes to her mind is, oh, my God, thank fuck. Like, change it. You could you're the only one who can do this. I need to get out. Like, we all need to get out. Right, please, right. please, God help us. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of different from how that yeah, usually goes. Yeah. Like, usually there's not really like the women don't really actually have a role mm-hmm. in in that until the main character comes in and is like, I've changed this for you. And they're all like, oh, thanks, I guess. Hmm. Um. Yeah, which is layers and layers and layers mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But this brought to mind several things. First of all, everybody wants to bone down with her. Like, there is of a course. primal urge yeah. because she is the queen. Right. All of the, 
like male single economy like want are like insane with lust yep, for her. Yep. Like her his brother, yep. Leander's brother, desperately tries to steal her from mm-hmm. him. Like like app like almost assaults her in a hallway, like kind of desperate. Like rips his shirt open and like puts her hands on him and mm-hmm. is like, Do you, you see what we could have? Our offspring would be so strong. And it's like, whoa, that's intense. Dial it back. Yep. Um, dial it back. He's very hot, but he's He's intense. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's intense. That's that's rough. Yeah. Um, and so they all like she literally like walked into a room and they're all like instantly boned up. Right. 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 Um, and of course, obviously, she chooses Lander and she's uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Oh, also, by the way, one of the things in the way is that she discovers that they brutally executed her father anyway um it's tough it's a, it's a tough road to hoe yeah it's, it's, it's i should a say relationship. so yeah <laughs> they locked they locked his uh his mist form in a box and eventually you run out of energy so you can't maintain the mist oh form anymore God. so he basically had to go back into his physical form was in crushed. a tiny box and basically just crushed yeah why because he he mated with a human, and it was against law. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But there aren't that many cat ladies. I I don't think there's many of any of them. Like it's not just the ladies. Like there's Wait, just but if there's, there's not, not if there's so few cat ladies that they have to lock yeah. them up. Well, everybody's locked up. They've just decided to be like patriarchal on top of that. Ugh. yeah it's not great it's a lot there's a lot to unpack there yeah yeah okay all right okay. but all of this brings up the fact that i was thinking about mary sue's yep 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 and i was thinking about how even though this was all like kind of ridiculous and insane i had a great time mm-hmm. it was very fun i remember mm-hmm. I, I messaged you and i was like hey i'm reading that book and this is actually this book kind of slaps so I'm, in, <laughs> I'm into it it's ridiculous but it's great um but then i was thinking about times when that really didn't work for me um and one series that came to mind was uh discovery of witches did you ever watch slash read that i haven't I started watching the show like the first season, but I'm only I've only gotten like four episodes in. Uh-huh. I read the book. Well, I read I read most of the first book. And uh, oh, baffling. The book is baffling. Mm-hmm. They spend so much time on yoga. And <laughs> and like uh-huh. The book uh-huh. the book is so long. It is like the length of Outlander, except it's like instead of dedicating that time to them like talking about like the political situation uh-huh. in Scotland and like Claire like adapting to, you know, being in this new place and all the danger and like learning how to do medicine and all this place. Instead of all of that good stuff that we got before the romance, what we got was them going to a joint yoga class uh, and them like going to diners a couple of times and having dinner and, like, her on, like, the phone with her family for, like, the first, like, 300 pages. And then they finally sort of get together. He takes her to his, like, French estate where his mom and grandma are. What? But they're vampires, so they're, like, like 2,000 years old. Yeah. 
because she's like in danger. Someone keeps trying to kill her or whatever. And they take he takes her to his estate and then he like leaves her there for the weekend and then like flies back to England, decides he wants to be with her forever, flies back to France and they like rush to meet each other. He like gets out of the car and he's like desperate to, to like kiss her or whatever. He smooches her right in front of his mom and grandma and then she grabs his ass with both hands in front of his man. What? And then I put the book down. Okay, well, number one, this does not sound anything like the show that I watched. <laughs> no. no. I will say, two. so the... And the yeah, continue. Uh, okay. <laughs> not a choice I would have personally made. <laughs> not a choice I would have made. His, she grabs, she two hands it, grabs his buns and squeezes in front of his mom and grandma. Like and that's like them getting together. That you have emphasized that it's with both hands. Like that's the most egregious part. Both hands. <laughs> she double fists his buns. If it had been just one hand, maybe you could have overlooked it. No. (laughs) But two hands is just too many. He's like a thousand-year-old vampire, and she's standing in front of his ancient mom and grandma, and she fucking just scoops, like, and hefts his buns to test their, like, their mass with her palms. It's very upsetting. Uh, that's amazing. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but the, <laughs> the book is a lot. I couldn't. I, I literally, I I yelled and put it down because that's how I read books. Is I just yell. Um, and I, I like couldn't with that. And I wanted to like it because there was a lot of fun, like academic stuff mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed because mm-hmm. most of it's set in Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the things that I bring up here is that it turns out that the the heroine of those books is she's a witch descended from, like, a coven based out of Salem. Mm-hmm. And she is a visiting uh, academic. Mm-hmm. Or she's like a, I guess not visiting. She's like a, what do you call it when you're, like, working on a temporary basis for, like, a foreign university? I don't know. I don't know what that is. But she, like, is working for Cambridge. She's doing research there. But she, like, lives mm-hmm. in... um in the U S um, and she uh, doesn't use her abilities. She, she hasn't since she was a kid. She's always been very, very scared of them. Her parents um, went missing when she was, I think they went, they definitely went missing. I don't know if she knows that they're dead, but they're defo dead, like mm-hmm, super duper mm-hmm. dead. Um, when she was really little, they were both like witches themselves mm-hmm, and like very mm-hmm. powerful um and but she has not used her powers and she claims she doesn't she likes to keep all of that extremely separate from her life and her academic pursuits and all this stuff um and but but what the vampire guy is doing is he's a scientist as well um and he is on the down low trying to figure out why all of the magical beings in the world are slowly but surely going extinct Um, and so he's like using genetics to try and figure things out, and that was like a really really cool part yeah, of the book that I very much what enjoyed. The, the show was doing was zero. Yeah, on. yeah. Got a lot of yoga class there, in there the book. No yoga. No yoga. Thank fuck. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I so I'm like, I'm like okay. They he tests her blood to see like what's going on with her mm-hmm. because he has a feeling that she's like 
stifling some pretty hefty power uh-huh. and he's like i just want to see what's going on with you and like cool like i want do you want to be part of this like research i'm doing and she's like sure mm-hmm. um and so she like does that and he finds all of the markers for all of the abilities of course. in her blood of course like yes. Mm-hmm. Every single one he finds, and he's like, well, that could be possible. And then they do it again, and they do right, it again, and right, they find right. all the same thing. So she, basically, she's capable of literally anything. Right, right. Um, she is the most powerful witch ever. Right. Uh, and she's I remember being like, prime. yeah, I remember being like, does she have to be, though? <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, can't, isn't it enough? To be like a super powerful witch only. Yeah, like why do you have to have everything? Why does it? Why do you have to have like all of the powers and all of the sexual prowess and all of the attractiveness and like like all of the brains? Like, but it's interesting that that bothered me there, and maybe mm-hmm. it was the taint of the yoga class. Who's to say? <laughs> but it didn't really bother me so much in the um. Shadow's Edge book. I forgot the title. Uh, so, like, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about Mary Sue's? Wait, what's a Mary Sue? Hold on. I forgot to... I forgot to... <laughs> define define your Sue's. terms. Malia, what's a Mary Sue? Uh, I mean, a Mary Sue began... The term Mary Sue mm-hmm. began as a descriptor for a self-insert character who mm-hmm. is good at everything in the store yeah. like so like it like it basically didn't it come out of fanfic like it's like yeah it's the self-insert i want to be part of this world so i put myself into this world and made myself super special so that i can mm-hmm. be the main character in the world which like makes total like obviously if you want to insert yourself in the world you want to be a main character in the world otherwise what's the point yeah if you're telling a story but now it has come to mean basically anyone, any female character with any kind of competence. Yeah. It is an inherently very problematic term yeah. that has a lot of misogynistic undertones and overtones. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it and I was thinking about how, you know, there is that comparison people have where like, what's a Mary Sue well, it's Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. but we don't get mad at Luke Skywalker. Right. We don't get mad at, like, right. this, you know, from nowhere, nothing boy who has all of the powers mm-hmm. and he's the chosen mm-hmm. one. And don't worry, he'll save the world even though he has no right to mm-hmm. do that because who the hell is he, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're not going to we're not gonna criticize that. But the moment we make it a woman, a la, like, Ray, for then instance, it of, becomes of, a to it to Star Wars, right? Problem. It's a huge problem and it's Which, unrealistic. Which, like, P.S. Kylo Ren is also a Mary Sue in that, like, yeah. he springs fully formed, like, uber-powerful Jedi yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's, it's, it's a deeply misogynistic uh, view of things. However, it is, it is interesting, though, that there are, like... <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have thought twice about, like, if if Leander had had all the abilities, for instance, mm-hmm. right? And I and I wonder if it's the, it's the outsider thing that, like, really kind of triggers it for me. Like, the per- it's always the person who 
is coming from nowhere and who has like deliberately stifled themselves. But don't worry, this guy's gonna come in and open up her uh, eyes, and suddenly she's gonna find her power. The, and I think that's what bothers yeah, the, me. That it's the guy who comes in. Yeah. And she yeah, can't he... be competent on her own. She has to be competent propped up by some guy. It's like the same as when in all these fucking books where it's like, oh, the woman feels so bad about how she looks and her weight and like her self-esteem is really low. But don't worry, she's going to get dicked down good once by this guy who who thinks she's pretty in spite of all of that. And suddenly all of her self-esteem issues are gone because, you know what, at least there's a guy who loves her. And it's like, that is, that's yeah. doing the opposite yeah. of what you want, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. On the same, I was thinking about similarly, since we're talking uh-huh. about the the guy who has to come in and like whatever so that then she can reach her full potential. Yeah. I was just talking on Twitter the other day about some of the books by Anne McCaffrey, which are like they're science fiction, but they're also romances. Like, let's be real. Um, uh-huh. Where a a common thing that happens in her books is there's this super competent, very powerful woman. And then what happens is this guy comes in who is somehow like he's late to the party, but somehow Mm -hmm. he's more powerful and better at everything than she is. And then (sighs) and then she ends up happily like playing the support role to him. Oh, he's a he's a Mary Sean. <laughs> right? Like so yeah. like so your your main character is the woman. Like she's she's the person that we're following. Like she's the protagonist. Yeah. But like she still ends up in this like secondary role yeah. to this like dude who just comes out of nowhere. That's that's kind of infuriating. Secondary, like and it's like always a, a hierarchical secondary, mm-hmm, right? Like mm-hmm. It's just a really. She was just looking for someone who could dominate her, but none of the men around her could hold a candle. I mean, really though, like it's yeah, like yeah. there's no one more powerful than me, and so no one is my equal. And, and like then this dude comes in and is like, "Let's wrestle, baby." Right. Like, so I wonder yeah. if this is. It's not the inversion, right? Because the the woman's like the as you're describing, this character still needs the man to help her reach her potential. But yeah, what I think what I liked about Shadow's Edge mm-hmm. was that obviously she was coming into it anyway, mm-hmm. and Leander plays a very secondary role to her evolution. Like he doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. He has no idea that she's a queen, um, and he ends up basically becoming so devoted to her that he's like, I will break all of the laws for you. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I'm the alpha here, but I'll give it up for you. And she's just like, still killed my dad though, didn't you? So. <laughs> no. Uh, but this has some yeah. very um, uh, consort's glory vibes. What? This, this scenario, like, is Teddy not also, I will break all the rules for you? Teddy is like, I will change all of the rules for you. Teddy's smarter than Leander, I think. Or at least more determined. But, like, I mean, and, like, not, and that, like, Margo is a totally different, like, it is not the same kind of, like, but Teddy, like, has kind of that, I mean, maybe, maybe the idea that the guy 
comes in and takes the support role versus coming in to like do something else. Yeah, I kind of, that's what I think I liked about it. I liked that Leander came in and was like, he thought he was coming in to be the big dog, right? Right, right. Um, and or, then, sorry, uh, Big Cat. And then realized um, he was actually... He was going to play yeah. second fiddle to her and he fucking yeah. loved it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that actually very much. I think we found the nugget yeah. that I... The reason that I liked it. Whereas, in Discovery of Witches, I don't know. It was just like, oh, I guess she's super powerful, and but then he leaves her in France. Yeah, he continues yeah. to be like, but I need to protect yeah. you. And like she's having these like crazy like magical meltdowns. Yeah. She's not in control except for when he's there. Yeah. And it's like Yeah. Uh, ah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, I can see okay. I can understand. Like I feel like those are two very different things. Like yeah. the 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 hero coming in and insisting he has to protect you instead of like giving you room to grow. Yeah. Is like that's way more frustrating. And I yeah, think there's it's a... more frustrating yeah. because it's what we deal with. Yeah. Yeah. On the daily. Yeah. It's like, oh you're you're so powerful and I like I want to watch you bloom and all this stuff, but only in, in my shadow. Right. So yeah. Only, only with me. And it's like, that's not how this but works. But I want to have control <laughs> over how yeah, that I wanna, all goes I, How you grow. Yeah. Yeah. How this, yeah. I I think that's that's the difference. And there's a lot of layers to, like, the Mary Sue question there. And, like, I think, like, go off. Make your characters as powerful as you want them to be. But, like, my biggest issue is how the other characters, particularly their love interests, if the romance is supposed to be the main center of the story, like, how they react to that and how they... Mm-hmm. Um, try and cultivate the the like burgeoning power that one of the you know partners is is getting like that will really like how I feel about the book really hinges on that because if they're gonna be a dick about it if they're gonna be like weird about it if they're gonna still have to be the powerful one have to be the dominant one then like I don't think so, actually. But that's that's about but that's about the romance, the satisfaction yeah. of of the romance, and like how and and if it's a relationship that you can understand and identify with, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there are people who have no problem with that for whatever. Oh, absolutely. Reason. I mean, yeah. For sure. I just personally I'm like if if I'm the most kick ass person yeah, 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 yeah. in the in the world, yeah. like you're gonna stay with some some schlub who like still thinks he's better than you. Well, that was one thing. One of the books by Cressley Cole, uh Le Faire, which is like the most batshit book in <laughs> the like it's it's basically this absolutely insane many many thousands of year old vampire known as the enemy of old he is he is literally insane he has been working for years on this plot to like take down um his his family who like he believes that they have stolen his crown and stuff he's never even like met his family like he is so old that like (laughs) generations of his family have come and gone Uh he doesn't like Uh they don't even know him Uh Um, but he's insane, and so he's also, like, super evil. But his book is about him finding his, like, faded vampire mate. Um, and there's, like, a p- 
possession by an evil goddess who like makes him think that she's his mate and they're just using the body of this girl when it turns out it's actually the girl who wow. is yeah. his mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole mm-hmm. thing, but he's like too insane to see right. it. He's like a megalomaniac. So he's like, of course my mate would be a goddess and not some 17 year old uh-huh, you know, uh-huh, girl uh-huh, who uh-huh. I met um, in a trailer park because she's like white trash, white trash. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so good. She's also, like, super smart, and she, like, is in jail on death row because the goddess who possesses her when she's, like, 17, like, is a goddess of death and has just, like, killed a bunch of people. And so she gets put on death row and earns a degree in psychology. While on death row. While she's in jail. And, like... She's about to be put to death, and Lothair, like, comes in at the last second and saves her, and then, but he's actually saving who he believes is his goddess mate, all this stuff, yada, 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 I forget where I was going with this, but he, after all of this, they find out that, like, he finally admits, oh, God, I don't think it's that terrible goddess, I think my mate is actually you, the body she's inhabiting, how do we get rid of the goddess, Um, and how do I make my mate into a vampire, Mm -hmm. because she's human Mm -hmm. right now, and that's unacceptable. Um, and he can't turn her because women can't be turned. Whatever. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> we love a plot device. Uh-huh, it's great. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he like through many shenanigans and many things. This is a fucking fantastic book, Amalia. Like you need to read it. It's so great. But through many shenanigans, he ends up. She ends up being turned into a vampire because of uh-huh, course. Uh-huh. Um, and immediately she's like, "We're equals now. You can finally like." Like, we're finally on the same footing yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, before he looked down on her because she was human. Right. And then he looked down on her because she was uneducated. Right. And then he looked down on her because she was white trash. Right. And so finally she's like, but I'm a vampire now. So we're equal. Right, right. And he laughs in her face <laughs> and is like, oh, I'm like 10,000 years old. You're like an hour old. So we're never going to be equal. And she's like, oh, really? And she cuts his head off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like not completely. She swings a sword and cuts, like nearly decapitates uh-huh, him. Uh-huh. Like she almost fully uh-huh. kills him. Um, and <laughs> that's their breakup beat. Is that she decapitates him and then hoofs it? <laughs> I mean, mood. <laughs> so good he's like oh you thought we were equal now baby i love you so much but we're never gonna be equal and she's like oh word and she kills him like it's so good that is amazing that is a that really so good dark moment it's so good and he like survives it obviously and he's so insane that like he he cuts out his heart and sends it to her in a box <laughs> Very, He's very like, it's broken my heart when yeah. you when you tried to decapitate yeah. me. And so she cuts off her middle finger and sends it to him in the same box. I, like, this, I believe their mates. I believe it. I believe, I believe Like, she's it. just as insane. Yeah. yeah love it. Batshit crazy. <sighs> so choice. That sounds amazing. Okay, well, now that other Cressley call book just moved up the list onto my, in my right? pile. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can read, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just had a, a, we, I was doing, we had a critique meetup with my, my rampies, my, my fellow mm-hmm, ramp mm-hmm. mentees. And um, just last night, and they, one of them, uh, Lily, hi Lily, um, asked if anyone had read Monroe. Um, and I, I'm going to read that today. I've been putting it off because I put off the things that I'm looking forward yeah, to because yeah. of course yeah, it's who yeah. I am. Um, but I, I, 
uh, one of one of my fellow mentees was like, oh, well, I, you know, I tried to read the first one and I really couldn't get into it. So I haven't, you know, tried any more of them. But I was like, listen, these are books that you can fully with Jump no consequences yeah. read whichever appeal to you. Like there might be some bits where you're like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, OK, so they're all kind of escaping from an island. OK, like, honestly, I read them completely out of order and I had no trouble. So like. Read whichever appeal to you. Re- don't read whichever ones don't appeal to you. You're fine. Um, <laughs> please just read Lothair. It's so good. <laughs> he's so insane. And he's such a dick. And she's so just like, ah, I guess I'm going to go full white trash on this guy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. That's very good. That's... Yeah. She's from, like, West Virginia. She's, like, fully, like, it is. It's fantastic. Like, very yeah. good. It's delicious. I love me a villain <laughs> who also is just insane. <sighs> Wait, so look, villains need love too, I guess. Like, Well, you know, they <laughs> they need to have their heads cut off so that they can get them out of their butts. That's so, for sure. So they can grow as people. <laughs> yeah, and as vampires. <laughs> I can't wait to write some vampires. I'm so excited. I got like a whole thing queued up for vampires in my books. I have no idea when they're going to come in, but they're 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 coming. It's going to be good. I'm sure it will be. I believe it. They're going to be delicious. Are they are are you doing vampires? Are there's vampires in your yeah. new protectorate world? Yeah. Yeah. They for control sure. the neutral zone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be fun going to be very very fun and they have a very specific like faded mate thing which is going to be hilarious to write um <laughs> i love so like my goal is always to like i want to make it slightly different mm-hmm. for each race that has a sort of right. faded mate but i also want to make room for all sorts of relationships right, in there, right. right like i not every race has a faded mate not every race has one faded mate mm-hmm. they can have many mm-hmm. they can have brief mm-hmm. like you know, relationships. Some of them are like it's a biological imperative. Some of them it's mm-hmm. not, like so on and so forth. Um, but some of them I do just to kind of fuck with people, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to the dragons and, yes. and seeing that play out because. Well, that so like this is coming fun. out in two weeks. So, um. Uh, yeah, no, that that means that I'm going to have already announced what the next novella is, and the next novella is Dragon. Yeah. So, yeah. I look forward to yes. that. That sounds like it's going to be fun. I mean, for be. anyone who has not already read the Consort's Glory New Protectorate novella that is on Patreon, Abigail's Patreon, like, you should definitely get on it. ASAP. This is probably like the yeah. last week it's going to be up. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah. Go get it. Yeah, it's free. It's free. You can go Don't read it. It's sleep. not going to be free for after this. Yeah. Go get so. it. Yeah. All links, you know, below. But let's talk about more than my books. What's about your books, Amalia? Oh, well, right now I we're in the plug zone. have a Patreon serial ongoing and we are in. Uh, we're 20, we'll be 20 some chapters deep when this, when this podcast 
drops. Like mm-hmm. right now we're on chapter mm-hmm. 21 as we're recording. We should be at like chapter 24, 23. I don't know. But mm-hmm. the important thing is there's a lot of chapters banked on my Patreon that you can go binge read. This you can just binge book them. is completely bonkers. It's my first novel. It's not like my first first novel, but it was my first novel that I wrote when I was like, okay, I'm like really actually going to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like, it's legitimately, it is like, it is the genesis of all other things. It feels it's like. It's your ur book. It's my ur book. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's contemporary romance with a like billionaire. He's like criminal billionaire guy. And like, he things went really wrong after the woman he loved died and he just like basically decided that he was going to just do whatever and just make money and <laughs> and then all of a sudden she comes back like she she was dead but now she's reincarnated and he meets her in the like in this national park while he's on vacation and he's like wait a minute and now basically his whole entire life is like goes off its axis because here's the woman he loves who's back and now like he's no longer good enough for her and he knows it even if she doesn't so <clears throat> it's a very um and also like it has like medical drama like criminal organizations getting all up in there so it's got like suspense it's got it's got it's just got everything like fantasy suspense smooching i presume oh yeah i and i actually went in and wrote the smooching to be better before i mm-hmm, released mm-hmm. it because the original smooching was very lackluster to my mm-hmm. present author eyes so like it's top notch smooching now top notch we love a top notch yeah yeah so go go check out my patreon i am a m a l i a d as in dylan uh amaliad on patreon come come subscribe read it all you can read it for as little as a dollar a month because i undervalue my work so (laughs) (laughs) jesus my god that has been like honestly y'all the struggle of, of like forcing myself to actually like make my prices like, like oh my god you, for all of you who are like you guys are so supportive and so lovely and i and i understand there are people who are like abigail like i can't afford the patreon so like I, i'll just like buy the book when it comes yeah, out yeah, for, ab- yeah. thank you so much for just even if you don't do that that's like you being supportive yeah, of yeah, you yeah. is incredibly kind you listening to the podcast yeah. is incredibly kind but like I, there has been several times where I've been like, what if I just, what if I just did it like for like a dollar and then people could just read it. And then I was like, Abigail, that's ins- like, no, that <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. no. And I was like, well, what if I made the novellas accessible to all the tears all the time? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, Abigail, you are literally doing double the yeah. work. They should be paying double the yeah. money. Abigail, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, just talk yourself good down from for that you. Good for you. Stay strong, Abigail. Stay strong. 
Listen, y'all, if I'm going to be writing a novella every other month. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Like, yeah. Oh boy. No one's no one's made a complaint. Actually, everyone, there have been several people who have who have upgraded yeah. to to get the novellas, which has been is always incredibly kind yeah. to to see. And, you know, I'm very I could not appreciate it any more than yeah. I do. Um but it is I have had to talk myself down several times to be like, "Oh, Abigail, your your maybe your books aren't that good. Yeah. Like that's kind of expensive." Yeah. And then I was like, don't do that, Abigail. Well, Don't let that imposter syndrome get you. I feel confident that this book, because it was my first, even though it like... Yeah, that's a different like, animal, I feel for sure. like a dollar a month, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's like, it basically like... this book is, if you have read my other books and you really enjoyed them and you want to mm-hmm. see where some of these ideas spawned from... Mm-hmm. Come over to Patreon and read this billionaire romance. It is completely off the wall, but it's but it's fun, especially if you have any sense of me as an author. Yeah, yeah, do it. Amalia is a good writer. It all, but also you can also read the entirety of Son of Zeus, which is also still yeah. on my Patreon. Oh, really? Yep. I didn't know that it's yep. still on there. It's yeah. still on there, oh, okay. and like I have a whole bunch of short stories and. Uh, stuff up there too so like there's a lot of content that you can yeah. access for as little as a dollar a month five dollars a month if you want to like download pieces in volumes um yeah for easier reading on your kindle or whatever so yeah, yeah man do it buy amalia's books go to her patreon do all the things yeah. follow her on twitter yeah and instagram At amalia tv yeah i mean you can almost certainly find amalia through my accounts yes, as well yes we are intimately intertwined yeah. at this point <laughs> just just wait five minutes <laughs> yeah just wait five minutes since one of us will like something or retweet something or comment on something or like put our put one another in our stories or something uh you'll you'll find if you where one is the other is also guaranteed at this point unless it's discord because uh, i am not doing that uh, anymore that is fair. <laughs> Discord is a lot. I am like I am the queen of two servers. Yeah. And they're very small. And that's how you like that it. is that's how I like it because I get so overwhelmed. Like I love I'm like part of a few others and CMS Costas mm-hmm. and like a, mm-hmm. a, a like fantasy romance group and everyone in there is really, really great and I love talking to them. I get so overwhelmed. Yeah, it's sensory overload for sure, yeah. I'm like I can't it's, yeah. where do I dive in a conversation and I don't know. So yep. if you want to talk to me in either of those discords, please just like tag me and then I'll jump in and feel comfortable. Like I have a door open, but until then it's kind of hard. Yeah. Also, I've been very tired the past couple of weeks, I mean, so I haven't really had the legit. emotional bandwidth. You've had a lot happening. What? I mean, it's not like you didn't just write a whole novella for your Patreon. Who's to say? Right? Who's to yeah. say? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway. I'm just, I'm just tired. Um, oh, oh. But. One last, what? one last thing. Okay. I write contemporary romances, people. You do. You I do do that. They're spicy. Three contemporary romances is Amalia Teresa. Please come read them. Uh, They're leaving Kindle Unlimited. The, first, the second two have already gone, but the first one I think is still there until March 3rd. Yeah. Yeah. So get it while it's hot. Um, yeah, playing to win. It. That's it. 
That's it. Yeah. If you like sexy times and what all. Yeah. And a little bit of the spanking corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. A little, a little, a little spanking. I, it was really funny. So there is a scene to so no one in Consort's I know, Glory. Where- I know. And I was like, Abigail, after all the grief you gave me, Abigail, I, I had to do it. Yes. I like, Paige, Paige just like popped into my messages and was like, oh no, the spanking corner. And I was like, listen, listen. I had to. I mean, look, isn't that always the way, though? <laughs> I had to. There was no way. Like, I, I, it you was too funny not to. Get into the spanking corner. <laughs> get backed into the spanking corner. I'm, I'm in there now. I'm too deep. I'm desensitized to it. Like, I slipped it in there and was like, yeah, that's fine. And, like, didn't really think about it. And then, like, afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, what have I done? Have I been, have been like, brainwashed? It comes for us. Anyway, all. y'all have that to look it forward to. If you're for if you're all. on the Patreon and you're reading the serial, <laughs> <laughs> you have a while yet to get there. Unless this is like way in the future, but trust me, it gets saucy. Uh, okay, for my pluggables. Speaking of the serial, at this point, now, currently, in the now space, you listener, if you are not on the Patreon. That's chill. However, if you are curious about what the book is like, if you want to read the novella, if you want to do all those things, but you don't want to subscribe, that's perfectly valid. Both the first chapters, the first two chapters of Consort's Glory, and the entire prequel novella are free to read right now. The first two chapters of Consort's Glory will be free forever. Um, So get on that shit. Well, until I take it down so it goes up on, you know, as an ebook. But... For the length of the serial, those will be free to read. So if you are curious, go read them. And if you, you know, then decide that you want to pre-order the book or you just want to mark it as to read on Goodreads or whatever, do whatever you want. Or if you hate it, I guess that's always an option. I have uh, read just both. Don't tell me. And they're awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think that everyone needs um, to read them. I, well, I would like it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um... But you can also find all of my stuff, like, art-wise. I post a lot of stuff on Twitter, um, Abigail K. Kelly. You can follow the podcast at Kingdom Thirst. You can also follow me on Instagram, where it's much more mixed together on Instagram. It's just, I tried to separate them at first, and then I was like, fuck it. No one gives a shit. So there's, there's, it works by Abigail on Instagram, but, like, for the most part, I'm just Kingdom Thirst over there. And that's all, you know, Patreon updates and all the art and stuff goes up there as well. Um, you can email me at kingdomwithhurstgmail.com. Um, I haven't talked about it in a while, but you can go to our merch store. You know, links below. I got some fun merch. I should probably update that soon. Um, you can join our Discord. It's a small little group of fucking degenerates in there. But, you know, <laughs> share oh, a lot of pet pics. Oh, did you did you fix the the emoji? Teddy's me. Oh, I did. Yes. Teddy's, yes, I yeah, did. Like, so there's a lot of fun I have happening a... <laughs> over there, clearly, even though I'm not there. I I, know. I, I recently up, upgraded our um, emote game um, and uh, it is, shall we say, <laughs> quite meaty. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we've got, I mean, so there is a previous episode of the podcast where we talked about my uh, my history in art school and how one of them, one of the classes I took involved me doing a bunch of super photorealistic cubes of different textures. So like ice and 
crystals and fire and old wood, stuff like that. Um, and uh, I talked about the ridiculous, insane teacher I had for that class. And then people in the Discord were like, Abigail, show us the cubes. Yes. And I was like, okay. So I put the cubes in there. <laughs> and they were like, we want these as emotes. And I didn't think about how several of the cubes are deeply disturbing. <laughs> because one of them is like a chunk of raw meat. And one of them is like intestines in a jar. And like, like so we have quite the collection of emotes now. Yes. So get in there. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's about it. You know what I realized? Mm. I was supposed to do an ad in this one. Oh. Can we slip it in right Whoopsie. now? Well, no, it's supposed to be at the start yeah. of the episode. Well, That's fine. Uh, hey, I listen, listener, you will have listened to <laughs> the ad already because I will have recorded in the in the future <laughs> and put it in at the start. So it's all yay, Cora, yay! I did it. Well Welcome done, Frolic well done, in Kensington. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good at podcasting. <laughs> it sucks because, like, I did it. I did it in the last one I recorded, too. And they're like, I, I made a joke out of it. And I, like, did it with the guests uh-huh. and everything. And I'm, I planned to do it with you. And then I fucked, I fucked it up. I fucked it up. <laughs> Frolic's going to come. They're going to send their snipers. Well. Oh, it's fine. Live and learn. Listen. You know, I'll do something funny. Nah, I probably won't. I'm not funny. Don't worry about it. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. Yay. All the links are in the description for all the things, all of Molly's things, all of my things. You get it if you want or don't. You know, it's been fun. It's been all awesome. Right. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Okay. See you next week, y'all. Bye. Kings Above Thirst is a member of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find all of our episodes and tons of new podcasts to listen to at frolic.media slash podcasts.